Good day, ladies and gentlemen. We have a very... Uh, I'm quite afraid of this guy, because he reminds me of my principal. But a great guy, a great guest that we have on the show today. <laughs> Let's go. Today's episode is really special, so much so that Brandon decided to basically, like, really be on time for once. <laughs> it's an honor to be here. When I heard I was, uh, you know, when Jean invited me here, I was so excited. So I said, you know what? The interview is at 3 p.m. I'll wake up at 12 p.m. and come here at 1 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> Reach uh, on time. <laughs> okay, look, we've been doing a, a few episodes with uh, election season. We've been talking yeah. to a lot of politicians, you know, but they've been really, really nice to really take off uh, from their busy schedule to just join us on the show. Talk about their vision for Malaysia, and we really appreciate that. So far, it's always been one side because when we call the other side, nobody replies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the, <laughs> phone, the phone was uh, Maybe, maybe. Maybe they didn't pay their bills no. or something. But like when we got in touch with this person, uh, we were like, oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Hey, he replied there. Eh! I was like, who, who, who? He's, 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 uh, his PA or his uh, media manager or whatever. No, no, no. He he actually texts me himself. I'm like, <gasps> okay, that's our producer talking. What do I do? Uh? <laughs> if I even the show. La. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, today we have Mr. Tony Poa. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> hello, hello. Welcome hello. to our humble set. Yeah. I, I take it you're very free. That's why you can join us today. <laughs> <laughs> but how, how has it been so far? <laughs> <laughs> First word out of his mouth right. is the dagger right <laughs> into the mouth. No, no, no chance, you know. You don't even say anything until you like that. Really. Yeah, ask you how are you first, you know. Straight away, you're very free. Uh. Okay, okay. Rewind, rewind, rewind. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm very good. Ah. Thank you for the. <laughs> Hi, yeah, I like to say that you know when we when we came into the show today, um, this is the first time that we're doing our entire show barefoot. If you watch it online, oh, right, yeah, yeah, because Tony <laughs> asked, we, we were all wearing shoes, and Tony was like, "Oh, I'm wearing slippers." So how? Then and who decided to go barefoot? No, he, <laughs> he asked. asked, he asked oh, like, okay, go barefoot. Then just because like, Tony went barefoot, we all go. Together. Everyone went barefoot. We all go together. But this is not. A, we're not starting a procedure. Is it the time now? to wiggle the toes now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually quite comfortable because now I realize we can sit like this. Right, with shoes I cannot sit like this. All right. All right, uh, Tony. It's election season. Um, you know things are getting heated. I would say not heated up yet, lah. I would say still not quite heated yet. Yeah, it's like the first few days of campaigning. Depends on when you're airing the show. Ah, <laughs> this is coming. This is coming up very very soon. We have to be on point. Okay, have to be quick. Current must be current. But uh, I mean. I just want to speak from my experience, rewinding back to 2018 when you know Malaysia had their glory days when we made history and we changed governments for the first time in don't know how many years I lost count. And probably your feeling then was pretty surreal. And did you at any point think to yourself, huh, we won, you sure or not? Were you doubtful at any point of time or were you so confident that you were going to win the no, last election? 2018 was a time when you hold a sliver of hope that you can cross the line but it will not surprise you at all if we didn't. Okay. So, so nobody, nobody in probably the right minds would think that uh, we would definitely win 2018. Mm. It's, it's not the case. Uh, it has never happened before. Uh, we always, politicians are always optimistic, so we always look to the bright side. So we, we always hold that silver lining that it will happen. It can happen. It might magically happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it did. It did in 2018. 
so 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 it was a fantastic uh, time back then. What was your your feeling back then? Do you remember like when you found out that you know there's a change now? You know that you guys won all the majority seats. It was a little bit surreal, uh, but for me. Um, the jubilation was somewhat muted uh, because the weight of the job ahead of us suddenly just came right sinking down. Yeah. My life is going to be turned upside down. So now. did you feel even better when the Sheraton move happened and then the burden sort of just gone away? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you feel no holding that? back, Brandon! <laughs> well, mean, this is the only time we have him here to ask these questions, right? <laughs> so when the Sheraton move happened, you must have, wow, you know, can go holiday already. Or Darling, I'm coming, I'm coming home Darling, dinner I'm coming tonight. I'm coming home tonight for dinner. <laughs> oh, <man>. Finally. <laughs> yeah. Very sharp, very sharp. Um, <laughs> I, I, think, I think when Sheraton move happened, uh, at the personal level, mm. nothing could have been better. Mm-hmm. Mm. Suddenly, I don't have to wake up wow, early in the morning. Wow, this is a very big admission, by the and, way. And uh, coming back from work uh, midnight or past midnight, uh, I don't have to schedule meetings the whole day. I don't have to face tempers and tantrums of other politicians. Mm-hmm. I don't have to go and bang heads to get things done. I don't have to worry about pushing through certain reform agendas that must be done in order to 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 help uh, recover our economy. Suddenly, it's I get to paint at home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you paint? I painted. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not the walls. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but okay. What made you? I mean, this is a standard, very cliche question that I will ask all politicians. Right? We went back to the first day. What, what, what actually got you so intrigued into getting into politics? Was it because of a certain issue that you probably saw was unjust and be like, I, I want to speak out? Because the common story with most politicians is like, I spoke out about something, I got flagged for it, and then I got into trouble, and then I want to come back out and prove my voice right. No, not really. Um, I was keen on politics since I was a teenager. Oh, wow. Uh, there was, uh, I remember reading through old letters, um, I think 14, 15 years old. Uh, I was exchanging letters with a friend during school holidays. Sure not girlfriend, huh? in, in those <laughs> No, it's not girlfriend. In those days, we actually write letters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I, I do that. There, I write letters. There was no WhatsApp or there was no <laughs> video right. calls. What, what, what letter? What's what letter? What's that? There was stamps. There was stamps. I used to write letters in school, but only to ask for the answer for 15B. You know what I mean? Okay, never mind. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. You used to write letters. Uh, write letters, and there was a conversation with, with a friend who's school holidays where we're going to set up a new political party, and uh, oh, wow. he's going to be president, and I'm going to be the vice president, and uh, perhaps one day I can be the prime minister of the country. Oh, wow. And this was when you were like 15 years old? Yeah. yeah. That's, wow. What, what influenced that, though? Um, I always go back to a old story uh, when I was a kid mm-hmm. with my father is a I live in the outskirts of the town but mm-hmm. uh, my dad was a poultry farmer so we deliver eggs to town so we have a long journey to town and then a the long journey back so on one way he would send me to school he would pick me up from school we go deliver eggs all around town and then we come back so plenty of time in the car mm-hmm. and uh, one of the conversations that I remember very vividly this was when I was uh, 
11, 12, um, I saw workers, council workers, chopping down trees uh, that they just planted perhaps six months ago okay. or a year ago, I don't know, six months a year. Um, and I asked my dad, why are they cutting down these trees that they just planted? And the answer that my dad gave was, if they don't cut down the trees, they can't give new contracts for new trees. Oh! <laughs> 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 and this was what? 50 years, 40 years ago? This uh, when I was 10, yeah, 40, 40 years, years ago. 40 ago already. Close to 40 years ago. It started that early? Yeah, and, and, and I mean, there'll be stories about you know, police officers, roadblocks, and yeah, yeah. collecting Kopi Lui and uh, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That, that, that. That got me into a situation where, where the, the, the bottom line is you have to be in government, you have to be in a policy-making position, you have to be in a position of authority to get rid of all this rubbish. Mm. Otherwise, things will... Never change. You have you know. to be the person who initiates the change. You like have basically. to be in a position where you can bring change. Mm. It's mm. not just talking about it. And 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 that's got me sort of interested in politics. Uh Kids Young going to ISA coming out again. Yeah. Uh so so I, I studied in Singapore in secondary school mm-hmm. from thirteen. Uh, so I was in a hostel there. Uh, we read newspapers then, you know, flip pages. <laughs> I love what? how you look at what me. I actually that? write it to youngest year. Uh, I read newspapers. I, I read newspapers too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, go, go, and go. then, and then the, the the first pages I will go to in Singapore was across the causeway, ah. where they tell ah, stories about Malaysia and and so on. So mm-hmm. so I've always been interested in politics. Um, so but. I took it a bit differently from many others. Many joined politics right after university or school. Mm-hmm. Uh, my experience was looking at Kit Siang, looking at Kapal. They go in and out of detention or even prison. Uh, I thought, why don't I make some money first? Mm-hmm. Uh, have some money in the bank. Then I can do whatever I want without worrying that if I get thrown to prison, my wife got no house, my kids got no money for school, and so on. So, so I went through the 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 business. Uh, the, I, I I worked for two three years, two two years. Uh, got some experience, started my own business. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ten years, managed to luckily get it listed, oh, wow. exited, uh, and then I became a free man to do whatever I want. <laughs> you went into politics, which is the most stressful job one could ever probably. I would argue for me, running the business was more stressful than politics. Oh man! <laughs> so you just when it like you you as a at a young age you would even think about going to jail, really like going out and re- make cause reform, and like literally you had nothing. If you had that impression, that attitude of hey, I got nothing to lose, man. As long as I know I'm doing it for my country at such a young age. No, um, I, I, it wasn't so much about nothing to lose. It was more about doing something, contributing, and the fact that throughout my young years, all the way till university, uh, I have been extremely blessed mm-hmm. with uh, luck and opportunity. So, so someone is looking after me, right? Uh, and there must be a time I give back. I see. Yeah. Is it safe to say that you love Malaysia? I. Well, you can say that upon finishing my exams in UK, mm-hmm. 
uh, I came back straight. Mm. You didn't bother to try and find a job there, nothing of that sort. No, of. no, I, I, I didn't feel like finding a job there. My f- some of my well friends did, but I just yeah. wanted to. Because that's back. usually people's first thought. That's the like Asian parents' dreams. Yeah. Hey, when you talk to Joshi, I graduate. you find a job there. Find a job there. Work there at least two, three years. They only come home lah. To yeah. be fair to my parents, they let me decide. And okay. they have let me decide ever since I was 13. So. I've got a very interesting question. I sometimes ask this to some people that I interview as well. What do your parents think of what you do? Simply because, you know, like your dad, I think he has very great political awareness as well. At a young age of, you know, like you say 11, 12, you know, when you ask him questions like that, he answers you very straightforwardly, something like that. And for him to hear like, oh, my son is going into politics, you know, he's very much into the government and things like that. What do your parents think of what you do? Um, <laughs> Honestly, honestly. Yeah, I... Uh, I'm always honest. <laughs> true, 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 true. <laughs> uh, they were perhaps a little surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom was a bit worried. Uh, but I think it's more that throughout my younger parts of my life i've always made my own decisions and uh and uh they just trusted me to make all the decisions myself from picking my subjects for o levels to wow. picking the university that i want to go to to applying scholarships and stuff like that mm. so they have always basically left me to my own devices with only one advice don't rob banks <laughs> uh, and they were quite happy for me to 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 chart my own path um, my mom was probably a little worried because of the uncertainties that politics bring mm-hmm. uh, my dad was very politically aware he reads the papers daily uh, in the past so he, he he's very very aware but he was never politically active so i've never been to a political trauma throughout mm. my entire uh, childhood mm-hmm. uh, and uh, i think they just pretty much respected the decision i took to to join do you think the reason why Pakatan Harapan won the last general elections because we come, we have basically Malaysia as a whole country has grown to an era where we are, we have more freedom, not entirely, but have more freedom in basically searching for information that we want answers to. I think that there's whole multiplicity of factors leading to that point. Um, you could argue that technology played a big role. Yeah. Uh, the changing media landscape, you know, with media portals like Malaysia Kini or with uh, the social media. Uh, in 208, we talk about blogs. Yeah. You know blogs? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, as well as a fresh batch of leaders, a younger generation of voters, uh, I, I think everything came together to to reach that sort of uh, pinnacle of uh, change for Malaysia in 2018. So, so, so a whole multiplicity of factors yeah. leading to it. Because you see, as a kid, me growing up, I didn't care about politics mm. because I feel like uh, until you come out to work and not even when you come out to work would you even pay attention to politics. When I was in school, you provided for, your parents pay everything for you. Only I, I only started 
realizing about how Silver politics. Spoon boy. No, 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 not Silver Spoon Boy. Golden. No, 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 no. <laughs> My mom's a silver servant. She's a teacher, school teacher. So I always had to basically relocate to wherever she's. She she actually went to SRK DJ. She taught there for a while. Now that she was moved to Subang. Um, but very the thing, far. Yeah, very far. <laughs> she, but the thing, the whole entire time, we always stayed in Subang. And I remember this like very, very clearly. There was one day, it was election season. I was very young, like probably five, six years old. We, we drove to Lake Hang, behind Lake Hang. The, I think the voting she went was the last to go. There. Like maybe the gates all closed five o'clock, you know? And then um, she, we, we rolled up like probably 4.50. I said, oh, why, why you go so late? So there's nobody else, ma, you know, like typical parents. And I went in there and she came out in about like 10 minutes. I said, so who you vote for? Just like, she's like, I vote for the one that can make change and bring better for my children. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Like that back then, as a kid, you wouldn't realize it. You'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Lah, because anything is like pocket money is mom and stuff like that. Not until when, when I grew up and I have my own kids, right? And to basically, I, I, I spoke to this with, uh, with Sai Sadik as well. I have, to play, I have to pay a premium in order for my kid to get a really good education. The fun, basic fundamental right of a child is not given for free or made accessible to children. And that's when I realized that, oh, there's a lot of things that's very wrong. It's not only about the, the, the one MDB scandal. Yes, that's part of it. But there are many, many things like like that that basically you're paying a lot of taxes, all right, to the government, but yet you are seeing the basic fundamental rights not being met, not being addressed to basic human rights. I mean, what do you think about that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what about it? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so like how do you think the voters today are going to vote. That's what I'm trying to say because it took me yeah, a long so, time. So so it took people a long time uh, as, yeah, like what I said just now, the multi, multiplicity of multi, multi, <laughs> <laughs> multiplicity of factors that arise. So the supply side was your technology, mm-hmm. your leaders and stuff. The demand side uh, would be the fact that there was a unifying factor in actually unifying two factors, one MDB and GSD. Mm. Mm, yeah. So that that created that sentiment as well, um, and and this time around there isn't, right? So you were saying that how how do you get people to be excited about yeah. human rights and stuff? And it's difficult because there are some young fellas. It, <coughs> it is very difficult. So 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 humans by nature are a little bit reactive mm. no uh, we don't take care of our health until we are sick then we panic we have to go and cure treatment cannot eat this cannot eat that start start stopping and stuff mm. so we are very reactive to circumstances we don't take care of our health go jogging every day uh, to make sure that we don't get sick um, um, we we somehow need a trigger whether go hospital check or your blood pressure is 160. You know what blood pressure one six? Yeah, too young. Sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, then, then, then you're or, or or you got some tumor growing or, or whatever. Then, then you start worrying about things. Same thing for politics. Until you saw one MDB Najib with his excesses, then you realize that if I don't care about politics, this is the extent a, a uncontrolled, powerful, uh, democratic dictator can do to our country. He's now in jail, okay? La? <laughs> it, it's funny you mentioned it, you know, when I was younger, right, I, I thought that politicians live a very lavish lifestyle until I watched your video explaining the embezzlement of money and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and then it's straight away like, whoa. <laughs> that's, 
a bit ridiculous. I think, I think there's this misconception that like all politicians, they live in huge ass bungalows on yeah. the hill with uh, their alphas and everything. I think recently it came out that they revealed some of the candidates this time around are literally in the B40 category. When You know when they declare all the assets? Then, then they, they like... I wouldn't put them in B40, but uh, most of those leaders who live a lavish lifestyle are basically leaders who have been in power for very long, Mm -hmm. who have accumulated wealth on the side with friendly contractors coming up to you and you scratch my back, I scratch your back. So back to the medicine thing. So the tempo, as you mentioned, just asked just now, is a little bit cooler this time around not mm. as heated and as warm as uh, well as 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 excited as as 2018 yeah. is yeah and that's part of the reason is that uh, yeah no difference lah. yeah there's no 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 do we have to wait until the next prime minister because i don't come out and vote somebody else win and become the next prime minister and then, and then start pillaging the national coffers again, getting ourselves into trouble, then only decide to come out and vote the next election. So it's it's always that that cycle. Uh, I think that's very important that you mentioned that because it's, that's why you are, I th- one of the reasons I think why you're agreeable to come to podcasts like this or do shows like this and appeal to the younger audience is to get the political awareness up. I'm so ashamed to say this, you know, because... I, Politically, I've been politically aware since I was very young. Because my one was my dad, you know, when he watched Bulletin Utama. Mm-hmm. My dad was very politically aware. He's not active, but 78 years old, I'm watching TV him. He'll, he'll score the TV stupid. <laughs> <laughs> he'll literally, stupid! Right? He'll score very loud, stupid! And I was like, what is calling stupid? Okay, no names had to be mentioned. But anyway, it was many, many years ago. Okay, but he's like, so I've been very politically aware. And it's to my shame that when I talk to a lot of friends, recently, especially because every single person I meet, I always go to them and I say, number one, are you registered? Lah, okay? Uh, you should be registered already automatically. Number two, do you know at least who is your, where is your constituency and who is the chalun for your con- con- uh, constituency? This These basic questions actually. And they say, number one, they also don't know whether they're even registered or not. I say, you should be. Number two, your constituency, they don't know. Number three, the saddest thing is, are you going to vote? Ah, I don't think so. Lah. And it's, it's a very crushing feeling. I have to, you know, if you were to ask us any question, this is also some feedback, I guess. You know, and out of like maybe five people that I talk to, unfortunately, four people, right, I will tell you, I have to sit down with them and give them a lecture. Why is it so important to vote? It will make a difference. They say, ah, yeah, sure win one. I say, even if you think it's a sure win, let them see the majority of the difference, the difference in the majority. Let them see. Because this is the only chance you get to show yourself uh, and speak and use your power as a citizen voice. or as a rakyat. Yeah. This is the only chance. If not, if you want to complain about Malaysia, you want to complain about it, you have very little right to complain if you yeah, don't la, vote. Complain, la, but then no one cares already. La. It doesn't matter when after I this. I can, la. I mean, you yeah, can still you can complain. Shout everything on you have Instagram so little right. Whatever, and that's why I think one of the efforts that you're doing here is great where you're opening yourself up to attend or to go as, to as many, to Turon Padang, to meet as many young people as you can. Because the political awareness you're right. In this time round, in GE15, I feel it's lower. Um, <clears throat> I think the awareness is the same uh-huh. for that age group, whether it's 2018 or 2022 mm. or 2013. Uh, it's just that this time round, 18 years old are allowed yeah. to vote. Yeah. I feel that the and, 18 is the and, and, and it has got a few factors why that apathy is there. Yeah. You're lucky because your father scold the TV all the time. <laughs> 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 um, for most other parents, 
politics. Don't look. Oh. Or violence, gun shooting, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> no, politics, dirty stuff. Politics, hmm. avoid at all costs. Hmm. Don't go anywhere near politicians. You know, that, 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 especially among the Chinese, mm. um, yeah. that, that saying is, is very ingrained into our system. And it's ingrained in that, oh, politicians cannot be in schools. Mm. You cannot discuss politics in schools. In universities, political clubs are banned. Yeah. Universities are 18 years old. They can vote and they cannot have political yeah. clubs. Mm. You know, so, so there's no culture of politics being a part of our life, an integral part of our life. No, I, there's a phrase that I like one of my colleagues uh, who says, and this phrase I've been repeating every, everywhere, uh, if, you, if, you, if you understand Chinese, is So if you don't care about politics, politics will come back and bite you. Yeah. Because it is a part of the system. I mean, whether your school works, whether your road works, whether your economy runs, whether your welfare is taken care of, it's all about the government and government is formed via politics. You, you cannot run away from it. Yeah. So, 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 so being apathetic actually allows those who want to abuse power get away with it. Make sure you highlight that, yeah. That that should be the highlight, you know. Zero in on that because this is such an important message. And and, and 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 on top of the fact that parents played the role of telling you don't touch politics, you go to schools. I assume some of you did SPM. <laughs> um, you read the history textbooks. Yeah. You know? Malaysia is the best country in the world. Yeah. <laughs> we are number one in this, number two in this, number three in this, number one in this. No, we have Bapa. We have the best prime ministers in the world. Bapa Kemerdekaan, Bapa Pembangunan, Bapa Kemodernan, Bapa Demokrasi. Our government is great. What? You know, what? What's wrong with it? Mm. You know. I watched this film on Netflix, uh, How to Be a Tyrant, and they said that propaganda starts in education, in the schools. Yeah. And it's, it's yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it's... It, it is. Yeah. Which is why when, when, when a lot of cre- uh, commentators start saying that, hey, the younger voters come out now, they are a big question mark, mm. they might swing for the position because they are more rebellious. Not necessarily. Mm. Because mm-hmm. like you, you have not felt the pain yet. It was only when you started, you know, I want to take my girlfriend out to a nice restaurant and realize, shit, I don't have enough money in my pockets. I need to pay for my car loan. I need to pay for my housing. He's lucky he stays in Klang Valley. He can stay with the parents. You know, many people come from the, over, the, yeah, all over Malaysia yeah. to stay yeah. in Klang Valley. They have to pay for rental. Then suddenly you realize that things are not so rosy after all. So, so our strongest supporters tend to be between the age of 25 to 40. Because that's when the financial pressures, the, the, the realities of life yeah. start sinking in uh, to a person. And that's interesting because statist- statistically, the, the bulk of voters now with Undi Lapamblas in play, I mean, obviously, we always have, it's a huge question mark because there's no yardstick to compare it to, right? It's the first time it's ever they're showing up to vote. Whether they even show up to vote is also another big question mark. So we really don't know. But... I mean, when I was reading through some facts and figures, from 18 years old up to, like you say, most of the supporters are between the 25 to the maybe 40-year-old range. From 18 years old to 39 years old, together they form about, I think, just over 10 million voters. And we have total registered of 21 million voters or something like that this this time round. And yeah. it's a huge, it's a massive incremental jump from the previous GE. Now, this range of 10 million... Would you say then, because it's such a big range and it's your 
bulk, uh, bulk of it is your biggest supporter. Do you feel like you have a b- better chance this G fifty? Actually, no. I mean, no. Uh, uh, the the like I said, our supporters tend to be ranged between twenty five to forty. The addition of the new voters uh, is about five or six million uh, new voters. That includes people who have never voted and never registered before. Yeah. Exactly. You might be 50 year old, you never voted. You're not going to vote again just because you're automatically registered. Mm, yeah. uh, but the younger ones, 18 to 21, uh, based on the little we've seen in the Johor state elections, yeah. uh, by and large, they vote in accordance to the older population. According to the parents law that means you can in default say that they vote according to their parents or they vote in accordance to the pattern of that particular mm. constituency mm. all things equal yeah all things equal so they follow uh the difference is obviously uh the the younger ones are less dogmatic mm. they are less ideological someone in the 50s 60s very hard to change their mind really yeah, yeah. but those in the 18 although they follow the older guys their minds can still be changed. Mm-hmm. So the question is whether we can reach out to them, whether we can influence them uh, yeah. before they actually cast their vote. And that's that's our challenge. How do we reach out to them? How do we get in touch with them? Uh, how do we uh, reason with them to vote differently from, say, their parents or their community uh, to, to, to bring that change possible? It's not a given. It's difficult. Like I said, those who are 18 years old, you just finished SPM history. Malaysia is the number one country in the world. Mm-hmm. BJ Timah, Rubber, yep, Kelapa yep, Sawin. Yep, 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 yep. I remember. remember. Seriously, I remember. Putri Masuri. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's one. the only thing you remember, right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I get, I, oh, man. I never really paid attention in history class, you know. I only remember my teacher because he always asked me to go outside. But never mind. <laughs> okay. Now, um, when you announced that you were not contesting a G50, a number of your fellow DAP colleagues made tributes to you on your social media platforms naming Hannah Yo, Yo Bi Yin, uh, Teo Ni Ching. Collectively, they've been called Tony's Angels, right? <laughs> because you brought them into politics and mentored them. Now, could you share with us how you saw them grow throughout the years and what you hope they can achieve further now that you've stepped down from the front line of politics? Um, um, my objective in joining politics in day one, I think... Uh, a bigger objective than anything else, including the objective of changing government or objective of trying to implement policies, actually is to get more talented, smart young people to to join politics, uh, so that you have bright minds and very skillful I can mindsets. Hand over the baton, so oh. it's self-interest. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> expose. Imagine expose. This is the secret, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Paul exposed. Hey, look, look. the reason. It's self interest. Coming from a guy who started a company and listed and sold it. So, yeah, it's just, just it's the political. This is the. Okay. So, 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 really, uh, I'm, I'm always in a setting. My, 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 there's a part of my brains. I, I meet a lot of people. I see a lot of people. I do a lot of networking. It's all part of the job. Uh, at the back of my mind, there's always an antenna out there. And then whether I see anyone that I need to talk to this person a bit more. You know, that, 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 that mindset is always there. Wow. Knowing that uh, my objective of joining politics is, you know, this bridge that Kitsiang Kapao was trying to build to a better Malaysia, mm-hmm. his Malaysian dream. Uh, Kitsiang is never going to finish it in his lifetime. You know, uh, I'm chipping in to add a few more bricks. 
but more importantly, I need to find the laborers to finish that bridge. <laughs> so, yeah. so that to me is a very important mission of me in politics. So, so I've always looked out for younger, talented personalities, uh, professionals, especially who can join and add value to our politics in this country. How long do you think it's going to take for Malaysia to just get back Generations. to this? Generations. And, and it should, I mean, it, it, we should not expect anything faster. Mm-hmm. If we do achieve anything faster than generations, it's a bonus. No, sometimes we expect change too fast. Yep. People don't change so fast, especially as a mess. You know, people evolve. But they, they, don't, they don't suddenly turn around and ding, I've woken up. It, it doesn't work like that. So it takes generations for things to happen. But, but if you don't push it, then it'll never happen. But do you do you see the progress towards like that that bridge you were talking about? I, I, I see it absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I see it absolutely. I mean, people see transition or the the the, the uncertainties today as something very negative. Mm. They long for stability. Mm-hmm. Why is stability so good under a dictator, under a corrupt dictator? No, they, they yearn for the past where things were stable. Yeah, that guy was stealing your money. He's very happy that things are stable. So, so we are actually in a process of change. Our politics is changing. Uh, we are getting used to a new reality. A new reality where no one can dominate over another. A mm. new reality where check and balance means proper check and balance. Not 10 persons shouting and kicking in parliament of 200 people. Mm. No, it... it, it, it mm. It's just lampposts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to be in on the conversation. <laughs> um, uh, so, 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 you will see a new uh, setting uh, in the political scene, and I think this is actually something positive that we have to go through. We have to naturalize, internalize the fact that politics is never going to be one party rule over all. Uh, 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 in the future, yeah. um, so 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 my view is we are improving. Uh, in the past, not very long ago, ten years ago, uh, if you asked anyone, do you think we can defeat Barisan National or will Barisan National win the next election? Of course, BN will win. Uh. Yeah, yeah, with no their tactics and everything, you know. Yeah, Today, they'll say that. Will BN win the next elections? Sure. Yeah, maybe <laughs> hung. You know, I I just that's interesting. You mentioned Hung because uh, I'm actually a first time voter here, and I are you I, 18? No, I'm not. <laughs> so funny, I was old enough to vote the last time. No, he registered, but apparently I got rejected. Yeah. yeah, no, I didn't get rejected. So I went to the post office. Back then, still no online. It stuff. takes a while, uh. I I know, but the thing is, I came back studying from overseas. Immediately, my mom said, "Go register." I said, "Okay, I'll go register." And this was like mm, good half mom. a year before elections were supposed to happen. Like, you know, they, they speculate it's going to happen here. Just register now. La. So I had the, uh, you fill up the form, they stamp for you everything. And then when they announced the election date's coming, and then uh, I went to check, la. I was so excited. Oh, I'll go check my IC, the my same Last time it was SMS. No, not even online SMS. Then they keep saying not registered, not registered, not registered. But I had my form and everything signed. It takes up to six months. Oh, it takes up to six months yes. to get registered back then. Yes. Oh, wow. oh my God, no yes. wonder. It takes up to six months. I felt months. so cheated, you know. I was like, I went post office, yes, chop, yes, everything. It does take up to six months. So, yeah. yeah. It's quite funny though because I didn't register to vote but I was on automatically, my name automatically just appeared. I've heard appeared. of of that as well. Yeah, so for me, because that happened, because I knew I didn't register, so I went key in, key in, then my name was registered. I was like, huh? oh, 
Maybe maybe your parents did it for you. Yeah. No, Fake my mom doesn't know how to use a computer, <laughs> so it's definitely not her. So anyways, back to my original yep. question. So you mentioned hung parliament. So you know, I I just curious lah. What happens in a hung parliament? Who gets to decide who is prime minister? Because technically, there's no majority. So 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 in a hung situation, uh, as it appears in many other developed countries. So it's not a it's not a busted case. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it happens in many mature democracies. Then political parties need to start talking to one another to form a coalition, to form an agenda where they can agree to to implement. Uh, you have it in Germany, mm. you no, know, where no party have a majority mm-hmm. for very often. Uh, you have it in many other countries. Uh, even in France, if I'm not wrong, you always have to work with one. Or two other parties, uh, and then you have an agenda, and you 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 put together something for to to run the country, and uh, and and no one complains about that system. Do, do, uh, do, does the Hung Parliament have a prime minister? Sorry, I yes, asking. they do. They do. They do. Prime so minister, president. So wow. they have to like or agree talk to, to who? Each other, like, yeah, hey, yeah. They have uh, to talk to each other. So even one. even in UK, uh, not the current, uh, not the last elections where Boris Johnson won. Before that, mm-hmm. uh, was uh, David Cameron, and he he uh. had the coalition government with the Liberal Democrats because uh, he didn't have enough seats. So so you agree on an agenda. You settle the positions. You get this ministry. I get this ministry, mm-hmm. uh, and then the life can, life goes on. Mm. So, is this a scenario that political parties will discuss before going to elections? Like, if we do end up in a hung parliament, no, nope, you discuss no. after you after finish the uh, outcome. So they all fight against each other, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. All these all these political parties in Germany, for example, or even in UK, they fight against each other. The results then come up. Okay, we are now in this situation where no one has a majority. Who wants to talk to who? And then you create a collusion out of that. Is there a possibility that if we come to a hung parliament, and still all each party does not agree with each other, there are still um, a lot of the likelihood of that happening is there, but it's not very high because everyone wants power. Mm. Why would I not settle if I can be in government? Uh, that's number one, and number two, a hung situation where you don't have a super strong government. There are good things to it. I'll, I'll just take an example of the current last two years, three years, where we know that the the then prime minister Ismail Sabri wasn't super secure. Mm-hmm. He was challenged even internally within Amno, so he was afraid that if the Amno rebels uh, hold back their votes, his government might collapse. Yep. So what happens? He talked to us, mm. and then we ended up with a MOU. Where we managed to pass through historic legislations, yeah. The most important being the anti-hopping law, yes. Yeah. Where yes. it required two-third majority in parliament. So that happens when the other side actually have to talk to you, mm. and we, uh, in exchange for support, we can demand for certain reforms to be carried out, even though we are in opposition. So it those those things only work if the 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 balance is somewhat contested. Mm. It doesn't work if Say BN has ninety percent of the seats. Oh, don't care lah. Mm. You know, yeah. do what we like. You know that that yeah. that sort of scenario. So it's actually progressed, which is why it brings back to the point. I actually think that we have progressed a lot. No, we are not happy with the uncertainty. Nobody is happy with uncertainty. But sometimes uncertainty is part of the certainty mm. that will actually bring positive outcomes. Oh wow! Okay, 
Let's not hope for a hung parliament. <laughs> I mean, or, like or, you said, but there is some but that, yeah, some good to it. Yeah, but I don't know lah. What do you think? This GE fifty, how's it gonna look up? Because for me, I look at it right. I'll be like, okay, I know who I'm voting for. I'm gonna say it here, but everybody, you see the sentiment online. People are like, I don't know lah. This time I'm so confused lah. Everything is so so messy and stuff like that. People tend to always have this little thing that they discuss. I don't know be- who to work for be- because for the past sixty years, it's always been A or B. Yeah. Now they have multiple parties. You know? I think you're about farming. Um, Five six coalitions this time, ah. Uh. Four, wait, but, uh, more, more. Well, depends on. Uh, there's, there's. It used to be B, it, it, it used to be that BN covers both East and West Malaysia. Yeah, now right. BN is just purely West Malaysia. Yeah. yeah. And then you have East Malaysia coalitions, Sabah coalitions, and Sarawak coalitions. Mm. Uh, you have got the yeah plenty of other coalitions. So who do you feel is gonna be kingmaker? Because obviously we have. See, two everyone blocks wants here. to be kingmaker. Exactly. That's why. <laughs> because <I> with <laughs> five persons, I can take the five most plum jobs in government. You are right. Except so that because there are so many want to be kingmakers, yeah. they compete against each other, so nobody becomes kingmaker. Mm. Because I feel like in this hung parliament situation, the kingmaker has almost, in my opinion, like one of the drawbacks of this. You know, like yes, it's a lot of good that come out of it, but one of the drawbacks I feel is this kingmaker has has way too much bargaining power. Um, it's so powerful. I I I I would. I would I would differ a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, if say for example, Pakatan uh, uh, has eighty seats, BN has eighty seats, mm. hundred and sixty, and there's somebody out there with forty seats. Yeah, oh, that's a real kingmaker. Yeah, but if Pakatan has eighty, BN has eighty, five parties out there have ten each. They are not kingmakers. Yeah, you still need to. They work still have to prove their worth, and they still mm. need to compete mm. against other so-called kingmakers. Mm. So, so, and that seems the more likely scenario mm. uh, today than say one dominant kingmakers. Whoever I swing will become yeah. government. Ah, uh, that's a real kingmaker. Yeah. Mm. I choose A, A becomes government. I choose B, B becomes government. Mm. Whereas in this case, there's going to be like one, two, three, four, five kingmakers, with who on their own. Will not be able to form yeah. form that government with block A or block B. Understand? <laughs> yeah. And what do you think of independent voters? They are so uh, independent voters. Independent candidates. candidates. There are quite a few independent candidates. A lot of multi-cornered fights actually in this G15. Not the not Doctor Jason Leong. No, 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 no. He was a joke. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny that people actually thought he was running for real. But never yeah, mind. Yeah. Sorry. Was that Gomba? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to take credit because I actually edited that photo for him. Oh, really? Hey, bro, can you help me crop up my face from this background? I was like, what are you doing? I want to run. Just kidding, lah. Do for me, lah. You know, then I saw that. That's uh, that's hilarious. No, but funny you mentioned independent. I remember I was going through the candidate list and uh, I saw the Puchong one. The independent candidate for Puchong, his name is uh, Uncle Kentang. Oh and yeah, I know. I know. He's super, he's super famous in Puchong. Like yeah. he's real. He, he's a really community he is, guy. Yeah. He does a lot of charity. He does and a lot, like that. A lot of things for people. So I would say, what's your perception? Because in you are, you know, you are in a coalition where it's one of the block A or block B, either one of the blocks, and then comes sprouts all these independent candidates who I, you know, if I were in block A or block B, I would say I really catch out Yeah. You know, because it sort of like makes everything much more muddier. You know what I mean? In this, in, for lack of a better word, lah. Um. With all due respect to independence, uh, in Malaysian political mm. setting, I don't want to talk about Sabah and Sarawak where mm. Maverick individuals can actually yep. win uh, elections. Particularly in West Malaysia, 
independence uh, essentially also runs from day one. Mm. Um, the, the 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 simple reality that the voters realize is that guy might be quite nice lah, mm. but he's not going to be able to do anything on mm. his own. You need to be a party. Mm. You want to form government, you want to change the government, you have to vote for one party. Or you want to prevent a change of government, you must vote for one party. Voting for an independent is like a spoiled vote. So if you intend to spoil your vote, you vote for an independent. Mm. Uh, if I were to run as an independent in Damansara, mm. a super popular Tony mm-hmm. Poa runs as an independent, <laughs> <laughs> I'll lose my deficit. Yeah. Mm. Simple. Mm. I will lose my deficit. People will say, sorry, it's not you, it's the party. Ah. So the Malaysian rakyat is mature enough to, I mean, because you're talking about just West Malaysia, and of course we're all based in Klang Valley, yeah, you know, you say run for Damansara, but if you were to put it somewhere, you know, in probably East Malaysia, for example, even then only s- exceptional circumstances. Mm. Exceptional circumstances. You, 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 most of the seats as an independent in Sarawak, or Sabah, you still lose. Mm. By far. But some seats, because of uh, uh, control over the voting pool, some independents have that power, mm. political power, uh, then it's a different uh, game altogether. Whereas in West Malaysia, there's no individuals with control over the the, the uh, a kampong or a constituency. I mean, you don't just have to control a kampong, you have to control a constituency. Kind of reminds me of that guy uh, last election. Is it, is it Prabah? Is it that he was the yeah. independent? Then after that, he, he joined. Won. He won because the party threw backing on him. Yes, yeah. to him. Then he, he would have lost his deposit had Tinsua been the allowed to contest the last election, mm-hmm. right. right under the the PKR flag. Yep. So 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 it's it's the party because we are realistic to know that only the party can form a government and can bring change. Yeah, you know, as nice a guy as the independent might or might not be, mm. wouldn't or wouldn't they want to be voted first and then suddenly, haha, let me hear the offers from the different parties who want to come in? Is uh, that? I don't think that's their intent. Okay, I I honestly don't think that any independent who joined the contest, uh, in ninety five percent of the seats, realistically believe that they can win. Mm. They're doing it for different reasons. Mm. They're doing it to make a point. Okay. They're doing it to self-publicize. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing it for fame. You know, I am a motivation guru. Mm-hmm. You know, I joined the contest as an independent. Okay, to prove that I'm not afraid of failure. So that goes write the book and then go and sell speeches. <laughs> and, you know. So Uncle Kentang, if you're watching this right now from Puchong. <laughs> Shout out to, <laughs> um, you don't say anything. Oh How did I overcome rejection? Buy my book. <laughs> 15 ringgit 99 and at the end, the last page, join my course. <laughs> <laughs> join, yeah, join my course, sign up. You know, I will walk you through out of failure <laughs> and then fail again and pick you up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Now, uh, this next uh, question. Now, corruption is a very serious issue. That's plagued Malaysia uh, for many, many years now. How do you think we can stop corruption at all levels? Not just at the top, seeing as this is a deeply rooted problem in our country it's a it's a problem that uh, what do you call it stimulated my interest in politics mm-hmm. uh, since i was a kid uh, 
giving the policeman 10 ringgit so that, you know, get out of the hassle of having to be interrogated by the policeman at the oh, Only 10 ringgit? Ah. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> See my hair? <laughs> <laughs> 10 is worth uh, a lot. And it's about the willingness for the giver to stop giving. Um, and I, th- I, th- I think it works two ways. One, it works in the sense that the government must have resolved to stop corruption at all levels, starting yeah. with those right at the very top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then at the bottom, we to have to have proper education system that actually tells people, no, corruption is un-Islamic. No? Since we do so much propaganda in school and, and, and road learning in school, <laughs> right? Road learned that corruption is bad. Bad. Yeah. No, Islamic, un Buddhist, un Christian, un everything. Yeah. Mm. No, you will die in hell if you give money. No, you should, you should, you should emphasize that. Mm. It starts from the, the giver as well, as well as the institutions to stop the corruption. And it's not easy because corruption is always convenient. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I uh, hassle I have to go to police station, get questioned three hours there, pay the guy lah. Mm. So 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 so, as long as you want to keep paying, then you pay small fifty ringgit, you pay small hundred ringgit. The big businessman pay more lah, five hundred thousand, one million, ten million, and then you suffer more. I'm interested when you were when you were in MOF. Um, has anyone ever tried? Because because um, you were very, in, I mean, in terms of integrity, I would say on a scale of one to ten, when you were campaigning, I was following as well in G. You were speaking very against it. So when you had that role in the MOF, did anyone attempt to or did anyone just gaya Tony Ponson na give up or would they actually attempt? No one tried to buy my vote. Ayo, at MOF, I don't think there were anything that crass. Right. Okay? But obviously, there were big businessmen who wanted to entertain. Entertain uh. in the sense that, hey, Tony, come for dinner. Come, come, come. We have dinner and chat, you know. But those are usually your precursors for them to be friendly with you mm. so that uh, in contracts to come, mm. they will get their way. So mm. how you just reject the dinner style? You just tell the people, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I got so, so partly because of that, uh, member not too long ago, I think sometime end of last year, mm. Mahate wrote a piece that uh, Tony Poor was Oh arrogant. yeah, yeah, I remember that. Right? Tony <laughs> Poor was very arrogant. Oh, oh, oh. Not, oh, oh, oh. Very not business, business friendly. friendly. Yes, <laughs> because these people friendly. went and complained to Mahate. Right. Oh. That, uh, no, I'm not, no, uh, very friendly. Because you don't entertain mm. even lah. Entertain or I was very, uh, when when people come to me, I will say, you know, open tender or, you know, that, that that's the MOF line lah. That, 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 that time when we're in power, no mm. no direct go. Yes. If it is a bad idea, I don't actually say it's a bad idea. No, I just say, uh, we'll think about it. If it is a good idea, oh, I think we can do this, but we'll do open tender, then all oh, their face turn black. Oh. <laughs> you know, uh, so, so, so that's, that's one. And I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll give this story. This happened after Sheraton, mm. after Sheraton. This happened earlier this year. I was invited to a lunch with a son of a tycoon, local tycoon. So once I have lunch, okay lah, come have lunch. Uh, and then I was lectured for one hour. 
um, and uh, basically went something like this. Y'all, uh, when y'all are in government, y'all do know how to make friends. We supported you all this while, mm. you know, and you didn't know how to be friends after you became government. And that's why you lost power, mm. you know? Oh. Y'all, how y'all raise money for your politics? Your fundraising dinners? How, how much can you raise? Mm. 50k? 100k? Mm-hmm. 200k? That cannot sustain you in government. Mm. No. I've got people from AMNO calling me now. Elections coming. We're already preparing numbers for them. Seven digits, eight digits. Oh. Then you can stay in power. Mm. You know? But you need to be friendly with us. No. And if you don't know how to set up accounts, mm. you know, we can help you set up. And what was your response? May I ask? I'm more interested. <laughs> what was your response to that after the uh, one-hour lecture? It was a very difficult meal. Mm. Oh. Uh, I kept my smile. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, I wouldn't join you for lunch. Uh, I didn't say that. But <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. I said, uh, wow. Give it a shot and go. I, I, um, the initial parts when he was starting the conversation, I still responded bits and pieces here trying to explain situation. After mm. that, I just stopped. I just listened and not my head, listened and not my head and swallow my food and, um, mm. and, and, and live as quick as I can. Needless to say, if any one of us invite you for lunch, would you come? I'll come. <laughs> <laughs> well, the podcast is the first See, step, Brad. This is the problem. You guys ask me for lunch, I come. And then those guys ask me for lunch, I don't. No wonder I'm not getting any money. I think I got my priorities completely wrong. <laughs> Sorry, la, Tony. We eat tapa. <laughs> <laughs> we depend on you for the dinner, you know, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there's this saying that, uh, not, not, not Malaysian saying, la, but you know, sometimes you watch all these films and then they always say that, you know what, uh, the politicians are just puppets of the bigger elites that are controlling the whole world with money. It, it is a generalization, but there are truths in it. Okay. That truth in it. I know just hearing a story just makes me feel very sad. Like it feels di- like this problem is so deeply rooted. Like even these people know like this is how this country is run. And it's how it has been for the longest of times. And here you are trying to do something different and, and they don't like it. And with their power and their money, they're just gonna yep. stamp on you and shut you so out. In reality, there were big organizations, uh who supported us financially mm. uh, in 2018. Uh, we don't hear a beep from them this time around. We never solicit funds, mm-hmm. I mean, not, not openly with big companies, but sometimes they will approach us, we want to support your campaign, can we donate? It donates to the party accounts. Right. Yeah. Um, but this time around, no. And bankers, I know many of them, they will tell me most of the businessmen I know up there and they are, they're up there, they are, they are not going to support us. Oh. Because they, they like the easy way of doing things with the previous administration. Right. No. The, the more guaranteed <coughs> Yeah, easy. I take him down for dinner, show him this fancy proposal, make him understand something that he still doesn't understand. Uh, and then he will approve the contract. Huh. No? Mm. Uh, and, and, and whatever extra fat I put in there, some of it I give it back to him. It's, it's too easy. Kickbacks, sir. It's too yeah. easy. It's really too easy. 
um, uh, for businessmen. So, as a businessman who don't care shit about the country, because if the country goes to the dogs, my assets and properties are already overseas. Mm-hmm. You know? I just want to w- make my money. That's really all I want. This, this is this is literally like the higher echelons of life, like using our country as as their own personal suck the money dry. No, they'll they'll yeah. rationalize it. I'm providing employment for yeah, hundreds of people. You know, yeah, I will help contribute the economy. But Risky you are not the only one who can control the economy. If we do open tender, the one who give lower prices will still have to hire that hundred people to yeah. to build that road or to build that building. Mm. You know, so so it's a very self interested entrenched power base yep. uh, type thing. Feel the, the rage in you. I feel not. pain. Yeah, I feel the rage. Yeah, you know, <laughs> when I hear. Yeah, as a, as, a, as a business owner too, I feel sometimes feel very left. Like, it, but, it, it, but for for me, very simply, is that while yes, the bridge will still be built, perhaps at twenty percent, thirty percent extra the cost. Mm-hmm. The competent engineers, the competent companies out there, will start moving overseas because they can't get business here. The yeah, exactly. The brain drain. The brain drain. Right. It's so real. Everyone must be connected in order to get projects. Yeah. 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 You know, if I'm not corrupt, I cannot get projects. It's not what you know; it's who you know. Yeah. yeah. And and the and the one who wants to basically earn an honest living will always lose out. Yeah. And they will just go to a place where. They can play on fair grounds, huh? That's right. Yeah, even if they lose on fair grounds, it'd be like okay. Then it at least at least it's fair play. It motivates you to okay. I could I must do better to compete. Yeah, to be better. But if it's everything is solved by money, you 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 know it's them them embarrassing lah. Lobster dinner, I didn't get the contract. Why do you think the 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 government had the elections now at this time? Because actually, I mean, personally, it caught me a little bit by surprise. The November one, you, you know, when that you that sounds like a planted question. <laughs> oh, I'm quite sure I don't know you before this conversation. <laughs> I've never met you. In my yeah, life. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and whilst I'm excited to meet you, I have actually a, a thousand and one questions, but I'm just holding it back. Not, not gonna lie, questions. you know, he called me, asked me, "Hey, what should I wear?" Yeah. <laughs> I'm very excited to meet you because <laughs> he walked out the door, right? <laughs> and he just, "Oh, I shouldn't be wearing this color." <laughs> He called me. Hey, uh, hey, little. He uh, he asked me first. Hey, what are you wearing? I'm like, uh, casual. You sure? It's Tony. You know. Like uh, then then it, then I could. You are lucky. I didn't come in short. I come in short. Then I doubted myself. I doubted myself. Because I already I already out driving on the way here. Like, oh no. Uh, is it, is there enough time? Uh, cannot. It's jam. Uh, uh, I brought my suit and tie just for the fun of it. Oh. <laughs> yes, Brandon. You go on your question, yeah, Brandon. I have so many questions to be honest. You know. But okay, really back to your to... planted question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Promise it, but why? Why no? Honestly, what do you think they had it now? Um, my simple answer is very simple. The president of Amno mm. saw Najib literally go to jail, oh. and the reality sunk in. Mm. I mm. might be next. It's real. It's no longer a hypothetical situation that one of us might go to jail. My ex-boss. Have literally gone to jail. If I don't do anything now, I'm next. And he pretty much admitted it in his uh, yeah, MIC saw, speech. We all saw the video. He pretty much admitted it in his speech. Yeah, and I mean, his his case is ongoing. His yes, defense right. has been called. He's answering his defense. He has been trying to delay for as long as possible. But he is worried that he is next. I think he helped your cause a little bit. He gave the names very openly as well. <laughs> I think he helped you all very much. You all don't have to go searching for a lot, you know. Yeah, he's mentioned the names after that. After that, if only know. elections is so easy. Mm. <sighs> no. 
I, you would have expected after seeing that video, 98% of Malaysians would surely not vote for them. Mm. But that's, that's not, not the, the reality. That's not the reality. Yeah. Stickiness is very, very strong in this mm. country. And I agree with you. I think it will be generations actually because mm. in, in the grand scheme of things, when you talk about democracies, Malaysia is quite a pretty young uh, democracy. I heard 60 years old or so. It's yeah. quite young. Yeah. And for us to come to this stage where we are today after 60 years, I mean, as compared to democracies like UK, for example, I would say we are we have, pro- we have progressed. Actually, we have progressed. We have to Not as fast as we would like, sure. but yeah. we have progressed. But we, we could have progressed a lot faster, right? We could be a lot richer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I know. I just came back from Singapore yesterday. <laughs> yes, you don't have to remind <laughs> us. Oh, man, yeah. Singapore, man, man. Man. everything. Ouch. I even cry a bit, you know. A, a, a tear is shed, you know. Everything Last time, right? People used to ask me go Singapore buy because GST was they buy their phones, like iPhones or whatever. Mm. It, because iPhones cheaper, they go. Now the Singaporeans will ask me, "Hey, bro, can you do me a favor? Can you help me buy this from your country?" I said, "Go die, like, you know? <laughs> Yeah, so, I was talking to the Grab driver in Singapore, right? And and he is sixty over years old, you know, and. Yeah. He, Obviously, he's asking about politics in Malaysia and things like that. So I just gave him, you know, my two cents and everything. He said, how's everything? I said, yes, it's a, you know, it's, it's hanging by a thread, like the way I look at it. And he said, uh, he always go to JB, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and he will buy all the supplements from JB. And, <laughs> and I asked him, I said, because I said, uncle, you are 65 years old, right? Uh, what do you think changed? Uh? Can I say? Uh? I don't know. You, I you... don't know what I should say. <laughs> what changed? The country? Yeah, because we started off on... Singapore Malaysia was together. Was yeah, 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 yeah. Threat, you know, and you look at him now. You know, he says Singapore is great. Okay. Singapore is wonderful. You know, he said because uh, I asked him the same thing. I said, "You also really never ever changed your government before." Uh-huh. I said, "Have you ever considered?" And and I he he actually said, "Oh, why well, have to fix something that is not broken?" Mm-hmm. So I was so surprised because here we are fighting so much for change and everything. And for him at sixty five, so back to the stickiness thing. I think it's very true as well. It's very entrenched in Malaysian our older generation I mean, well. think, think about it. In 2018 elections, while we did win, we had the biggest scandal, not just in the history of Malaysia, but pretty much the world at that point in time, mm-hmm. the biggest kleptocracy around. Yeah. One MDB, yeah. And we barely made it. Yeah. We barely made it yeah. with the skin of our teeth. In 2018, it took you two elections. Took to actually took your the two first elections. One was, first one wasn't so much one MDB. Then was there was no traction then. But after everything has been exposed, ah. Najib was pretty much standing naked in front of you, mm-hmm. and yet 45 percent of the population would still vote for him. I uh, so my 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 gripe right now. How do we get the the temperature up? Because it's very cold right now, honestly. That's what I feel. It's so unfortunate. And I remember, you know, the last general election, I was so impressed with people like, wow, you know, I still remember when Mark Zabu, he was speaking with so much passion uh, and he dropped, dropped the, mic. the mic. No, he wow. didn't. He dropped he the mic. He threw, threw the mic. The mic. <laughs> and I, I watched that. And I showed my, you know, I showed back then my girlfriend, now wife. I said, look at that. This is the people that we need, you know. There's so much passion, you know. You can see it, you know. And, you know, you see the speech. And, wow, he threw the mic. You know, wow, I tell you, that was such a... Uh, millennial a badass moment lah huh? you know if he did that and maybe I don't know lah maybe Tony you need to speak to someone then to throw some mics now lah <laughs> <laughs> because this is my son you have to get the spiritual temperature not spiritual sorry the, the atmosphere up the, the it's, political it's atmosphere it's not easy when you don't have a, cr- a, a immediate crisis in front of you mm. it's such it's a shame human. Yeah. but 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 on the flip side of it and I cross my fingers that's the case mm. um 
people are perhaps maturing. They have decided, I want to vote one way, but I don't have to go crazy about it. Yeah. You know, one of the things I noticed is that opposition supporters uh, are emotional. I'm saying opposition supporters, I'm not talking about women. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> They're emotional. So you would see that our dramas, thousands of people, right? We are used to having thousands of people. Mm. You know, anything in the low hundreds, we are disappointed, mm. you know? You see BN dramas, they don't have people. And when they do have people, they buzz them in. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? And they sit there, listening to the mentory speak, and then they, they get their free food and they go off. <laughs> okay? But they got their votes. Oh. The machinery is there, and when voting day come, they will have their base votes. They will file in line, get up the bus, get up the transport, go to voting center, and they cast their votes. Whereas ours are a bit emotional. I'm not happy, I don't want to vote. Mm. You know, only when there's a sensitive issue, I want to vote. So perhaps these elections, we will see a migration in the way opposition supporters work. Okay. That I don't have to go crazy and rah-rah during an election, uh, treating this uh, Tony Poir as a superhero in order for me to cast that vote. Mm. I'm going to vote for BH. I don't have to go crazy and want to hug him, kiss him, and and, and you know that 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 sort of stuff anymore. That's not a bad mm. thing, because if we get too emotional, then we go from one high to one complete low and complete disinterest. Yep. No, uh, we we need steady yeah. political awareness. Okay, I'm going to choose this, but I'm still have a life and uh, to to work. You no, know, I don't have to spend all my time and all my life savings trying to follow one drama to another drama to mm. another drama mm. to another drama. You know. That, that sort of stuff. It's a very optimistic view. I actually like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually know. I actually like that. And I appreciate that. No, 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 no. no, no. Yes. Because it gives me confidence as well in, in many ways as well. Yeah, I'm but crossing my fingers. Sure. Uh, for some, I think it's like that. For some, I do think that they are... Forget it. Unfortunately, the, there the are Sheridan those... move really around. disheartened a lot of people. Because like a lot, I know a lot of people, my parents included, felt very cheated by it. You know? No, we are cheated. Yeah. Like, what do you do when you're cheated? You make sure you get back what you lost. Yeah, that's but that's but that's when they will always keep saying like, "What for? I'm gonna, gonna vote." Then the same thing. Yeah, but yeah. then you have the anti party. You have the anti hopping. They, they sure find another loophole in there lah. Sure got something lah. Another back door open lah. So my our argument on stage now in drama is very simple. We can choose to stay away, and hand it to Zahid on a silver platter to be the next prime minister of Malaysia. Mm. Essentially, when you stay away, you're not voting for the other side. But you are pretty much handing the trophy to them. Mm. No, yeah, you are not contesting. Yeah. Right. By not contesting, you are handing it to them. Yeah. Right. So, so is that what you want? Is that better? Mm. That has to sink in. Hasn't quite sink in yet, but that has to sink in. Yeah. But it, 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 when when it comes to voting, it's not only about voting for who you like. Yeah. It's also about voting to prevent an outcome you don't want. Mm. You know. Uh, imagine Zaid as a prime minister of Malaysia. No, <laughs> I maybe Singapore not so bad after all. I said I love my country. I love Malaysia. I feel there's so much hope for our country. Honestly. Yeah, I, I, same, I, I, same, same, same. Yeah, but yeah. I will I, still I, move to Singapore. No, because like okay, to be fair, like I, I can feel like how the country, honestly, how Malaysia has been literally going down the drain. Like we, we used to be one of the 
tigers the, of yeah, Southeast, yeah, Southeast, Asia. Southeast Asia. Now, I, I, I recently went to Thailand. Our money is so shit compared to theirs right now. You know, it, and it's so shocking because back then, like 10 years ago, when I used to go family trip and everything, I, I remember very easy to count. 100 baht, 10 ringgit. Now it's now it's no no longer like that already, you know. And I can slowly see the currency slipping down and the economy getting bad. Go eat go eat chicken rice now, what eight ringgit. Mm-hmm. I still remember when I was in high school, you can get chicken cha siu siu kai for like four fifty, and it's literally double in price now. And it it just feels pain And I I'm not even thirty yet. I don't know, want I to tell you how much it cost me then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, my mom used to tell me I even shit cha last time like twenty cent thirty cent now. Uh, like last time my favorite auntie sell me pan mi was three fifty. Until lately, I the highest I paid for her pami before she left, uh, you know, before she passed away, it was eight fifty, and oh, she's and she every time she tells me times is hard. Yeah, you know, and, and but like, still service with a smile. I asked my mom when she first started working, <laughs> and this was long time ago, forty years ago, when she first come off uni, got a job, right? Starting salary back then, this was what seventies, uh, mm-hmm. uh, early seventies. Uh, starting salary thousand eight hundred. Yeah, okay. no, like not in the seventies. Seventies uh, was less than that, lah. Definitely. Yeah, not, not in the. Not I don't. In the know, maybe she got a good job, about like thousand eight. Wow. Yeah, she <laughs> could buy a nice car and everything. Engineer, but like. I know when I. Is so I know when I started work, my basic pay was thousand eight. After deduct everything is thousand, I could still buy a car. I could. Uh, I didn't buy. I didn't buy a house, lah. Okay, because I was leaving my mom, and then um, you st- you could still like you know go out have fun, but right now because now I, I I'm an employer, ma. You offer that to a fresh grad, right? As you go fly kite. Yeah, really as you go What do you expect me to do with this? Like, oh, oh sorry, 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 sorry. You know what I mean? But for me is we try to we try to always grow with the inflation rate over here. I like to say that I'm pretty fair over here. Tony, after hearing this, what would you say? Because I'm I'm I I mean I love my country, but what would you say? Like you see you hear a young man like I love I love my country, but like I love my country. Yeah, I do. Brain drain everything. That's why it's happening. I will give a bit of context. Yeah. the context on the economy is that uh, we could do a lot, a lot better. That was one of the reasons why I'm in politics, because I could see the potential in Malaysia and we can do much, much better than what we are doing today. Uh, but the wet blanket side of things is, and this is the strength of the, well, the BN government, is that we are not the shittiest of them all. No, so people can make a living somewhat. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the reasons why they have managed to hold on to power for so long. Mm. Because things, while they are not fantastic, yep. like Singapore, for example, yep. okay, people don't starve to death. It may be a bit too extreme, uh, uh, a phrase, starve to death, but that's a reality compared to many other countries. Yeah. So maybe people are just not hungry enough for change. You know, the, 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 their strongest supporters are people in the rural areas who earn much less than you guys. Yeah. Right? Uh, their expectations are a lot lower. Uh, it should be higher, but their expectations are a lot lower. They are quite happy to what they say, kais pagi makan pagi, kais malam makan malam. Uh, we should expect more. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, uh, we are fortunate in the sense that uh, there are certain things that keeps going, even though we have a crappy government. Mm. No, some, some, some. So, so we are fortunate in that Malaysia 
due to whatever circumstances we were in before, due to the entrepreneurship of our business people, mm. were able to attract a lot of, say, MSCs coming to Malaysia, mm. set up their factories, set up their industries, and that creates then all the spiral effect on the SMEs. These are all not part of the government. Yep. And they keep the economy moving. Mm. So we drift, but we drift slightly upwards. People drift, people move higher, but we drift slightly upwards. So we are we are okay, okay. Uh, but because of that, even though we 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 always say that we are failing to achieve anywhere near our potential, we are not bad enough such that people want to change a useless government, mm. right? So that's the conundrum we have. So are we fortunate because even though we have crappy government, we are still okay. Genie boy can still make a living and pay. <laughs> All his staff very high salaries, so please <laughs> apply to <laughs> Genie Boy. Toa, sali ada depression now. Next week we undi ah. Oh Allah, But at the same time, we know that we can do better. We should actually try and change this government. So, right. so that's the. the, I, the I, I I totally understand. It's yeah. basically you telling the people like, hey. Things are relatively okay, but why? Why get? But what you're having right now is second best or at best. So basically, just best. Not why like, must you benchmark yeah. yourself yeah. so low? Yes, it's the it's the right terminology. Yeah, why must mm. you benchmark yourself so low when you know for a fact that skill set wise you're equal to the people next to you? And why can't you benchmark higher? So to the happiness index people, okay, we are the evil people. Oh. Mm. They are really happy. Why are you trying to make them unhappy? <laughs> 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 so politics, unfortunately, is sometimes you need to be a bit unhappy to want to change, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, they are they are not unhappy. They are happy with where they are. Do you have so any uh, questions about non-political stuff or not? Go, like go, 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 go. Time? But there are a lot here. Actually, paint, uh. Oh yeah, be, <laughs> like painting, paint. painting. Yeah. <laughs> there are some that came from the from the followers and the public and everything. So I I gotta ask that. Otherwise, they'd be like, "Well, you never chose my question." And no, unhappy, unhappy. Why must you make happy people unhappy? Okay, so uh, one of them came. Uh, here is uh, one question. Uh, team Anwar or Team Mahate? I think that's easy yeah. enough. <laughs> <laughs> but he said, make, make sure you ask this question. I'm like, okay, oh, okay. cool, fine. Um, actually, and one question came in here. What is your relationship? Uh, what is your relation with Mahate right now? How was your experience working with him? And do you have any regrets given his history and impact on Malaysian politics? <laughs> Well, oh, that that deserves a long wow, yeah. answer. But that, well, that the short answer is actually I had very minimal interaction with Mahathir, mm-hmm. for better or worse. Uh, I kept my distance. I let my boss do the talking with him. Uh, and when my boss comes back blackface, then I will gonna scolding and redo the proposals and give it back to him so that he can go and see Mahathir again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> um, I, I saw up close how he worked. I saw up close to realize perhaps some of the uh, credit that we have wrongly attributed to him. 
uh, that he's the father of all evil and you know, people like to blame someone mm. and he's the one mechanizing behind every evil plot in the country mm-hmm. and he's the one trying to profit off every single contract that we have ever given out stuff like that it's it's probably not wrong uh, many people not like me for this uh, to say that it would be an exaggeration to say that but he does have uh, his own instincts mm. that often leads to that outcome mm. without perhaps him intending that outcome you know uh, i'll give an example on the charlton move you know people up to today still come up to me is all mahate behind the scenes i would say yes he's to blame to some extent but he's not all on his shoulders. Mm. Did he allow his boys to go out and try and send feelers and try and find an alternative plan and stuff like that? He did. Did he control them well enough? He didn't. But did he want the outcome of the Sheraton move? I would say no, he didn't. Mm. That wasn't his intent. That wasn't his plan. Uh, and hence, he had alternative plans after Sheraton move happened. You okay. know, that, that, those are the realities of it. And that's why he's still sitting he, in parliament throughout. He was sitting on the opposite side of the fence and not, not with the government. Uh, he is a man of, in my view, many flaws. But perhaps uh, people give him too much credit in all the wrongs that are happening in this country. Okay. And we'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the other questions that basically asked here, we've really ba- basically covered, because like, Brandon basically asked it all. Uh, and, you know, we don't have to go through them again. But ah, some non-political questions. This is actually quite funny. <laughs> Who was the round? You, you stay there, right? Why did you ask this question? So, do you know that roundabout in SSK? <laughs> I think you know that. I think you know the one I'm talking about. Rephrase that again. The roundabout in SS3. The roundabout in the SSG. former roundabout, the former roundabout, yes. or the new modern the, roundabout. The, what is the story behind that? Because I live right there, and I've seen it go from a roundabout to a crossroad to, I don't even know what to call this. Like, it's and after some getting used to, the feedback that we have now is actually working quite well. Oh, is what? it? Because <laughs> I saw, uh, I myself and my my parents have seen almost three accidents happen, because of the multitude of. Traffic lights in a row that does not sync yeah. up. Be- I think people. Yeah. Mm. Is it safe to say that people are always very comfortable and with an existing with an existing thing? So yeah. one one of the biggest problems that I'm sure you know there is the traffic jam in yes. the Tamamega traffic light all the way down the yeah, Taman Bagi LRT station yes. Yes. to the turn off to SS4 to the traffic light that you are talking about yeah. in SS3. Uh, it is something that uh, we almost cannot do much about. I don't know why they built the LRT station there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they didn't expand the roads when they built the LDP, but it is what it is. Yeah. So they're always looking for solutions to try and improve the situation. Uh, and when the Mega Rise was built, mm. oh. the one that's currently being built, one of the conditions for them is to actually improve the traffic situation. Alleviate there, the traffic flow. To alleviate the traffic flow. So they paid for the, en- uh, the, the, the engineering consultants to, to work it out. Oh, okay. Uh, and, and we looked at it. Uh, the council looked at it, not me. Uh, and decided that that's worth a shot. 
uh, and they approved it. So, in terms of traffic flow, uh, I'm not sure about that, that the near accidents that you talk about. Uh, I think um, the the initial noise that we heard, why like this, why like that, <laughs> it's very much confusing. It pre- takes a while to get used to. Are pretty much dissipated, yeah. and things are moving quite smoothly because you can U-turn quite easily now without having to wait we- for the. The traffic yeah. light and stuff. Okay. So, so there's serv- that's phase one of the improvement. Uh, there's actually phase two and three coming up that hopefully will will ease the traffic there a bit more. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So, so this was built in direct response to the. It's not built in direct response to that, but we made them do it. Ah, uh, okay, okay. The council made them do it. Council made them do it. So okay, another okay. This one a little bit more. Just give a new voter here. I want to understand these kind of decisions. It won't go. Of course, won't go to parliament. It'll fall under. It's local council. Local it's not council. under me either. Yeah, I I I I knew about roundabout just as you did when the noise <laughs> came. So these kind of things won't go and go all the way. Yeah, that's you, that's uh. that's that's when I asked, what's the background? What's happening? Look at it myself. Okay lah, let people try and get you to it and see what happens. Do you have a say in all these things? Uh, as the I I don't the have a say, but say for example, um, a new development is coming up, mm. uh, and someone is trying to build a. 80-story tower in my SS2 Taman in <laughs> one of these tiny plot of land. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the project details uh, uh, proposals do get circulated to the reps. So if we have an issue with it, we actually get to sit in a meeting and voice our opinions. Mm. We are not the decision maker, but we can feedback. So very often in these type of situations, uh, we will get response from the residents. Mm. Uh, thankfully, PGA residents are very reasonable. Private land, they get to build, but they have to be reasonable. Mm-hmm. You cannot build stupid things. Mm. You know? yeah. So very often, uh, we negotiate uh, together the council, negotiate the developers, and we do two things. Number one, reduce density. Number two, make them do more public works mm-hmm. so that we can improve, say, the routes around to improve the traffic flow yeah. and, and, and stuff like that. Okay. Interesting. Now I know my answer. <laughs> I shall observe this roundabout <laughs> with scrutiny for the next couple yeah. of weeks. Stop playing your phone while la, driving. The feedback <laughs> has been quite okay. But the then. initial was like. Initial was yeah, people yeah. are confused. <coughs> it was, yeah. yeah it was people are confused. I, I yeah. can understand the confusion. I think Malaysians are not very good at giving step by step guides to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how to cross this roundabout. No? Yeah. I, I think like it's, the same with, uh, it's the same with it's the same with Kasas Highway over here as well. Last time when they cross roads, right? Then they basically make oh, you turn the out. Outside summit, is it? Yeah, you have to yeah. turn down and yes, make a U turn. Yeah, so yeah. Michelle Ng uh, changed that and at first everybody was like, what is going? Uh, like the first few weeks but it was a massive it crawl. With the traffic and then once people are used to it, it's actually quite smooth. The other example I will use earlier part of my term, you know the the PJ loop Oh, the, the Jalan yeah, Utara yeah, yeah. all the way to PJ yes. State, then come they back up a, to one-way one loop. Oh, yes, uh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so oh, that was you. That, that was during my time. That was not me. So the initial initial stage, there were a lot of Confusion. angry protests oh, and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But the, the traffic consultants have looked at it. Traffic will be better, but it takes getting used yeah. to. And now that it's getting used to, I cannot imagine it two, way, two yeah, ways yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, I actually yeah. cannot imagine. If I turn it back to two ways, I'll get a whole load of complaints <laughs> again. You know? that, that, that's how oh, things really, back. I, want, I so want to ask you about this major highway, but I'll leave it to after the podcast because it's not really relevant. <laughs> okay, I okay, know okay. What I'm about. Uh, what's your favorite food uh, that you cannot live without? 
Oh, I don't have food that I cannot live without. Uh, okay lah, nasi lemak. Make it easy for him lah, huh? Uh, so I, like, I would say my favorite dish since uh, I was a kid is nasi biryani. Oh, biryani. Oh, oh, okay, that's so good. But our favorite then favorite nasi biryani spot, the best place that you, to, according to you, that you go to. Mama Shah's in Batu Pahat. Oh, where? Batu Pahat. Batu Pahat. Oh, okay. Okay, nasi biryani okay. gum. Back on the food topic, ah. Uh. So <laughs> <laughs> now we on the food topic. So when you guys go to Parliament and you guys sit there, you guys are there the whole day. You break for lunch. So if I'm not mistaken, there's a canteen. There is a lounge and uh, there is a canteen this of sorts. Do yeah. they serve food there? They serve food. Good ah. Uh. Expensive. Expensive Whoa. food. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's not free. <laughs> Expensive, but is it hotel quality or not? Nope. Oh man. So is it like just re- any regular canteen but it's overpriced? Yeah, most of the time we will eat there for convenience, but if we have time, we will drive out to it. Oh, oh. Cannot grab, uh, can, can you actually grab? Food? <laughs> you can grab food. Too. Oh, you can. You can grab food. <laughs> 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 it's like at the gut. Oh, you talk YB. Yang mana YB? Oh my god, hilarious. Okay, um, <laughs> there's a lot of questions here, but I don't want to ask some of them. If you had not joined politics, what you what would you have been doing today? Um, so my life plan: finish school. Get employed, get experience, maybe five years, start own business. I shortened that to two years, start own business. Mm-hmm. Get own business, get rich, sell the company. Then I'm free man. <laughs> hey, where's the wife in all of this? Uh, Family from the start. Oh, 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 oh very good, very good. Very good. Yeah. Part yeah. of the yeah, plan yeah, from the yeah. beginning. Yeah. Uh, pay attention now, uh, Brandon. Your wife is listening to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I was married at 24. Mm. 24? Yes. 90, 97. 24? 96, 96. Oh. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to cut your calculation. However long you need. Take all the time you need for this. Don't worry. Yeah, it's very important. <laughs> yes. Calculate. Take all the time you need. <laughs> so I wanted to retire at 30. Wow. I failed. I retired at 35, mm. financially anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after I retired, I wanted to do three things, or either one of these three things. Uh, politics was on top of the list. Oh. I actually joined. If not for politics, then I would have been in education or social services. Oh, wow. So that's that's my, my sort of do what I like. Okay. To, to give back. You have a very, yeah, to, give back to the community, very people's And the, hopefully after the second retirement, I can go back to my first love. Painting. Painting. Yeah. Side question now. Uh, what does your wife think about you when you entered politics? What you never tell me before? Give me Tony Come here right now. <laughs> you see the couch? <laughs> oh, Welcome to your new bed. Man. Oh no. But I mean, okay lah, that's the first rep. But is she more supportive or did she give yeah, you yeah, a blessing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wouldn't she have been like a little like concerned because you know, uh, people tend to think that politicians always get uh, no, I, I, threats in danger. She's, she's great. She's uh, fantastic. Of course, she still gripe me today about never telling her before she got married. Oh, <laughs> such a well-kept secret. <laughs> like, you're in for so the she right goes now. to all my friends. Do you all know? Uh, do you all know that he wanted to join politics? Uh? Yeah. Said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought your kakila or your brother will help you cover, you know. Yeah. You need to find better friends. Like, anyway, I thought they will help you to cover. Like, At least they will go like, yes, he is, but don't worry. You know, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or they should pretend, huh, politician. Oh, really? Boy, uh, never say before. I never heard before. 
Tony Park politician? No way. Uh, this is uh, something I wanted to ask too because I saw it. Um, NFTs. You guys kind of sold NFTs and and very unique paintings. Uh, so in gen in generally speaking, what do you think uh, about the crypto space and and whether the narrative of it being uh, the next big thing of the future is true or not? Um, I I believe that the blockchain technology that underlies the whole crypto NFT craze thing is real. Mm -hmm. It will stay and it will change the IT landscape going forward. Uh, I do believe that uh, the, 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 the current, perhaps, uh, um, current uh, uh, obsession mm -hmm. with crypto and NFTs as digital art is perhaps over the top. Mm. And is a little bit of a bubble, mm -hmm. so so that that to me is trying to differentiate the technology and the use case. Uh, I think there's a lot more use cases to be developed uh, in real life in the future. Your stock exchange will be completely blockchain based, mm -hmm. and your stocks doesn't have don't have to be. I listed in KLSC can only trade KLSC. I can be listed on a crypto exchange and can be tripted, tri uh, uh, traded in any common platform exchange all around the world. I mean, mm. examples like that. And yeah. I can, my trash scripts can transfer at any point in time uh, without having to go through a central server type exchange. Mm. So that's the technology portion. Uh, it's actually exactly the same as NFT. Mm -hmm. So when I NFT my painting, I allow my painting to be shared, co-owned by uh, hundreds of people. You know, uh, When it was not possible before, you think mm. about it, the painting could never be sold to hundreds of, uh, mm. I mean, don't talk about hundreds, talk about tens of people. It, it's just impossible, yep. you know, to, to, to do that. Uh, now you can, you can actually trade these NFTs uh, on, a common on, on, a, on a platform out there, OpenSea. So, so the technology use case has a big future going forward. But perhaps we are too engrossed with some of the current trends like yeah. cryptocurrency and your digital art NFTs uh, to 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 perhaps get trapped in that circle to either condemn them or get very very obsessed about how it is the best thing in the world. Yeah, you know. So 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 I think the swings are a bit in the own bubble. They fail to look at the 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 the, the underlying platform, which is the real value uh, going forward in changing our lives in the future. It's a bit like web-based technologies, you know. In Back when you were not born, nineteen ninety seven. I was born. I was born. I was born. I was born. Were you born, man, Ryan? Born, born, born. Okay, born, born, born. Uh, ninety seven, ninety six. Uh, I started my company, the e-business consulting company. Oh. So at that point in time is when the hype of the first hype of dot com. Yeah. When mm -hmm. you didn't know about it, you no, know, the first hype of dot com was happening. So you have pets.com, you have all everything also dot com. Yeah. Then the price was shooting through yeah. the roof. People were crazy about it. And then the whole roof all start crashing down in 2001. Mm. Uh, and then those with real value, real use case, survive. People like Amazon have gone on to become multiple times bigger than what they were back in uh, 1996, 97 or 2001. So, so, so perhaps in the current world, we have to let things boom and bust before the real value you, know, you need to, You need to have down. the hype die down in order to weed out the ones that yeah, are yeah. not... Yeah. Yeah, yeah sustainable. more temporary. <coughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. That's right. And of course, uh, this is where a very important question. What is your hope for Malaysia? 
and and one ad- the the main advice one advice that you give to all Malaysians going out to vote, particularly the first time voters. <laughs> <laughs> Have to. <laughs> um, the hope for Malaysia is that we will one day look at ourselves as Malaysians first. Uh, beyond anything else, beyond our race, beyond our religion, that we are fighting for this common country of ours, this land. Uh, and once we can do that, then we actually rid ourselves of a lot of glass ceilings and barriers to allow the country to really uh, prosper. Mm-hmm. Currently, you know, we are all very constricted. Don't say this, don't say that. You might offend this person, you might offend that person. Yeah. Uh, you might offend the person's rights, you might be taking away my rights. You know, everyone is suspicious of one another. Uh, that's, that's not healthy towards nation building uh, and even building the economy. There needs to be trust uh, and the only way trust can be built is when we stop looking at ourselves based on our race and religion. That's, that's basically the, the, the hope for Malaysia. Uh, and I think that's a hope for many, many Malaysians as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the first time voter out there, I think it is very, very, very important to vote. Uh, and pick your vote wisely. Uh, it is about what... <coughs> it's about what? It's about what the the political party uh, can bring uh, to the table, and sometimes we need to set our expectations right. You know, sometimes we are not choosing between the A student and the C student. Sometimes we are choosing between the D student and the F student. (laughs) 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 uh, And the choice is in front of you. You can be upset with the D student, but the D student will be way better than the F student. Mm-hmm. That's that's unfortunately the choices in front of us. That's the way democracy works. Mm. It's not perfect. If you want it perfect, join politics, uh, <laughs> 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 and perhaps we might get C or B or A students uh, in the future for us to choose. Right, right, okay. Brandon, you want to ask any more or not? Hey, your last chance, huh? Oh, no, 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 I'm good, I'm good. I just want to say thank you so much for really coming here. Yeah, yeah Tony, thank you so much, man. Thank I mean, like, you. I was really excited uh, when Jeannie, our producer, big shout out to Jeannie, she's been organizing all these interviews uh, for all of us, um, you know, and thank you so much for really, really, like, answering all our questions, lah, all right? Uh, I don't think our questions are that hard, right? Quite easy, lah, no problem. <laughs> I'm sure he's that harder, lah. Sure yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. But I think most importantly, uh, this 19th November, go out and vote. It is your right to vote, okay? If you want to make a change, it's not instant. Same thing, what? Right? If you learn something new, it doesn't happen overnight. You fail your maths today, but you know, if you constant, if you constantly practice and you constantly go back at it, you'll one day get a distinction. I was, Politics I was. Politics and maths. First time I see. <laughs> 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 okay, wrong choice of of, of, of a comparison, but remember, go on and vote. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the show, uh, Tony. Thank you so much for your time, uh, and uh, hopefully, we can go out for lunch one day. Uh, not non business store, just for fun, and then we go check out the Nasi Brandy. Am I buying or you are buying? <laughs> um, yeah, thank you, Jen. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, we go Dutch. Right, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. We'll speak to you guys next time.